ship out of danger? Yes. Don't grieve him, Admiral. It is logical. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Or the one. another fun and exciting episode of the Icebox podcast brought to you by Inspired Creations H-O-M. Let's take a look in the Icebox and see what we can find today. Hey, all my ice cubes out there, has it been a while since you've heard this lovely voice? Well, there's been a reason. There's actually been more than a few reasons as to why I've been absent. And you're going to hear a big, big bombshell on this podcast today. And I'm going to get right into it. And I have to say, I've had mixed emotions about this decision. Charlie Huckle and I, um, he's in the studio with me uh, as we speak. And we've been uh, going over a lots and lots of information about this decision. It was made and we have come to the point where we have officially announced it actually on our Facebook page that no one visits. But we also I think we owed it to all of our ice cubes or our fans to hear it from us directly. And that's why we're here today. So we have, this is a regular podcast. Uh, We're going to be talking about a few things on this episode today, Uh, but we want to talk about the elephant in the room and we need to give you, our listeners, our fans, our ice cubes, the proper, proper notice, I guess, if you will, Uh, you deserve it and Again, I, I, we, we've talked about this, uh, Charlie and I, and it was a hard decision, but we've made it. The decision, the bombshell is this. We are saying goodbye. 
Inspired Creations HOM has officially run its course. Now I know this isn't probably what you wanted to hear or expecting to hear on this podcast, or maybe you were, depending on how Charlie Huckle uh, titles this podcast <laughs> once it goes uh, live, but Inspired Creations HOM is officially um, over. And we wanted to take this time on our podcast to say goodbye and get a few things off our chest, get some uh, information out there as well, and we'll kind of just see what happens. But uh, Inspired Creations HOM, its Instagram page, its Facebook page, again, that no one really looks at, (laughs) Um, uh, they are still up. Uh, they are not active. Uh, at least I haven't posted anything. Have you, have, uh, have you, Charlie? Uh, no. No, I have not. All right. Um, so we're, we haven't really been posting um, since the post of uh, announcing uh, the end of Inspired Creations HOM. So, uh, you know, we just, it didn't, it never really got off the ground. That's not fair. I got second place. Second place. Second place is no place. You're off the team. That sucks. I did my best. What did you say? I said I did my best. You're nothing. You lost. You're a loser. Um, at least the way we were expecting it to. We have officially learned a lot from our experience of running Inspired Creations HOM. And we intend to learn from it and hopefully build upon it. We shall see what happens next, but it's 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 done. Um, again, we're gonna leave up the inspired creations marks up there uh, to hopefully you know still inspire people if they ever glance at the pages. Whether we take down the pages or not uh, is to be determined. At least that's what Charlie had told me. It's up to him. He's the guy that handles all that stuff. Um, but it's there for now. But if you're wondering why we haven't posted in a while, that would be it. And that goes for all of the the YouTube content, um, obviously the podcasts, um, the Instagram page uh, as well. So um, I don't know. There you have it. You want the reasons? The reasons are I get there's there's a lot of them, but uh, the main thing, the main ones are I guess like I like we mentioned that it just never really took off the way we were hoping. Um, we had you know struggle to get followers. Uh, we were stuck at like for our Facebook page, for example, we were stuck at like, you know, 199 and, uh, we were, we had a goal of like 200. We reached 200 and we got to 201 and then it went back to 200 and 199. <laughs> it was like a struggle just to maintain 200 and the posts that we were generating on the Facebook page, um, uh, very little, very little to no interactions and likes or comments and you know stuff like that and working as hard as charlie and i have to create this content uh i'll admit it was just kind of uh i don't it was what what, what's what's the right phrase um it really humbled us to say that wow this stuff it's really hard to do and and it is you know um and you know it was it was also fr- very frustrating. I'll, I'll admit that too, uh, especially seeing how uh, posts on other Facebook 
profiles or pages where they, you know, they post, I don't know, a picture of their food and there's like, you know, 60 plus comments or pictures of, uh, I don't know, a car (laughs) and just tons of interactions. But yet we post, you know, our YouTube content, for example, which is like hours of uh, putting footage together, hours of editing this stuff together, hours of creating the concepts, creating the art for, you know, I don't know, 20 views, no likes, no comments. It was just, it was very frustrating. And we came to the point too where we rebranded or had a soft reboot of Inspired Creations HOM uh, which kind of rejuvenated our interest and our, our, our momentum to keep in the game. And it just wasn't enough. Um, again, learned some more from the soft reboot, but uh, just didn't quite get to where we wanted to be. And it's unfortunate. Um, like it, it was very frustrating too, uh, very humbling, but again, a huge, huge learning opportunity. And um, we shall see where that takes us. Um yeah, you know, the, the, the plateau of uh, followers and likes, little interaction. That was the whole point. I, we wanted to, like, inspire. That's the that's why we named it Inspired Creations. We wanted to inspire people, and having, like, no interaction really, really made us feel like we weren't inspiring anyone, you know. And I'm not, I repeat, I am not talking about our ice cubes and you know who you are the, the, the we'll call you the faithful <laughs> um and we we want to also say as much as as much as i wanted to get out of you know the, the end of inspired creation hom i also or i'm sorry charlie we also wanted to extend our thanks to our loyal ice cubes um for you know viewing our content interacting with our content emailing us questions uh, being part of the podcasts, our guests, um, we thank you all so very much, and we 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 are most sorry to you uh, for ending this this trip. And um, you know, I mean, I'd be lying if I say I didn't feel like I was disappointing you. Um, I do, you know, and, and I just realize, you know, I don't want to say life gets in the way because this is our life and part of it is having fun and doing what we love to do. And we really enjoyed doing this. So for us to abandon it probably says a lot about what we've had going on in our life um, recently. So we, we hope to, uh, continue on some level but for now uh, we definitely have to retire inspired creations hom um it was fun uh it was aggravating (laughs) frustrating uh humbling like i said but it was fun as well we got a chance to do what we loved and that was create and try to create content uh for other people for entertainment's sake and it was a joy to be a part of, uh, a lot of work, uh, as well. Again, e- even the loyal ice cubes may not realize how much work went into every single item we created here. 
but, and you, you don't have to trust me or believe me, but it was a lot of work and as much work as we did put into this, um, there's probably a huge amount more that we, that we could have done, uh, to improve the, the inspired creations, H O M, uh, properties and its impact. And to that, I say, well, you know, I do have a nine to nine to nine job. <laughs> it feels like I'm, yeah, I'm just kidding, like a nine to five job. I have to, to help. Um, I have two wonderful, uh, kids. I want to be a part of their lives too. Uh, I have a wife to support as well. And, you know, it's, it's family. So, um, priorities, you know, I, I have, I like to think I have the right priorities. Um, and you know, just think things change, things change. And whether, uh, Charlie and I will adapt and evolve to go with these changes that remains to be seen. Uh, but currently, uh, we have come and reached a stopping point. So, um, not the best news I wanted to bring you on this podcast, but it is our swan song, uh, for the icebox podcast. Um, under Inspired Creations, H-O-M. And Ice Cubes, thank you so much. Again, we really, <laughs> I can't even put into words how much your support meant to Charlie and I. We, we really appreciate it. Um, again, I feel like I'm disappointing you. Um, and I'm sorry if I am. But we shall see what happens um, but thank you. Thank you so much again for all your support. With that being all said, I do have a couple more things to get off my chest. So along the way, I have uh, eaten many things, lots of different foods, right? We all have. And I just tasted for the first time a certain fruit. And I want to tell you about my experience eating this fruit. The fruit that I'm talking about right now is pomegranate. Now, Diggs loves, loves chocolate-covered pomegranate. Um, it's in this little red and white bag that we see in, in stores and he just, he, he just inhales those things really, really loves, really, really loves them. We usually, uh, get it to him for, uh, for like Christmas you know, as a stocking stuffer and St. Nick is a stocking stuffer too. Um, and he, he enjoys it, but I've never even tried one of those <laughs> to be honest, because I was like, Ooh, pomegranate, what the heck is that? Um, well, I found out, I found out what pomegranate is and, um, I was, re okay. So. I went to my parents' house. Um, I don't remember remember the occasion, but I was there. And uh, my pop comes over and says, hey, um, you ever tried some pomegranate? And I'm like, no, no, I never, I never tried pomegranate, sir. And he says, well, you know, Charlie gave us all these pomegranates and uh, Charlie's my uncle. He's my uncle, in case you're wondering. You probably weren't, but in case you were. And I guess he gave him a, a bunch of pomegranates because, uh, I don't know, he probably has a pomegranate tree or something where he lives and um, it fell off the tree or 
they finally became ripe and he picked them all up. This man does a ton of stuff. My uncle, uh, he, he talk about a storyteller. Oh, um, he can tell stories and he, he, and he just, they're, they're entertaining, you know, and he probably has some pomegranates growing on a tree. He probably grew the tree himself. He picked them himself when they became ripe, shipped them to my parents and they had some, they love it. And they offered me some. So I'm like, sure. I'm just chilling in a chair, right? I'm just watching some TV with, uh, my older brother, Hollywood. And, uh, he comes up with this offer of pomegranate to me. And it would be rude if I declined the offer, right? It'd be rude. If I were ever in someone's house and like those days are like gone as well. Like, I, don't, I don't even remember the last house I really was into. Um, but if I'm ever in the house and they offer me something, I think I have to accept. Is it obligatory? I don't know. I probably shouldn't feel that way, but I would. Unless unless someone offers me like peas, uh, I'd be like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to eat peas because I don't like peas. Um, it's you know, something, something stupid. Or what's another thing? I don't know. Like, uh, what if they offer me kiwi? Uh, I'd be like, no, I don't want any kiwi either. But in this instance, he offered me pomegranate and I, I felt, uh, that I should try some for him. And, uh, I said, yeah, I'll try, I'll try the pomegranate. So, so he, 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 he goes back and he goes, Mars, he gets a pomegranate and he, uh, he grabs the pomegranate and he brings it back to me in a, like a cup. Not a cup, a dish and a napkin. And I was like, well, napkin for him. I'm not going to, I'm not that messy. <laughs> I was like, I'm not that messy. So he says, yeah, here you go. Eat the pomegranate, but you got to spit the pits out. And I'm like, why didn't you like lead with that? <laughs> with pomegranate. So I don't like working hard to consume something. All right. I'm someone who wants to pick it off the shelf and have it be ready. You know, I don't want to have to work hard, break shells, you know, but peanuts, you know, and when like peanuts out there, I don't want to crack the shells. You know what I, I want to, I want, I want them peeled. You know, I buy the, the shellless peanuts. This is, this is to the point where it got to me where I don't like working hard for my food to consume. So peanuts, for example, like at a ball game, right? That's a common thing. People eat peanuts at a ball game, right? Baseball, Right. Hits a home run. Go Cubs. World Series champs of 20. What is it? 16. Right. Or whatever the heck year it was. Um, so I. Uh, what am I talking about? <laughs> um, peanuts. OK. So it got to the point where um, I, I stopped because I was annoyed that having to break all the shells and the and my fingers getting all salty and the shells going everywhere on my chest and legs and or whatever. Like it's just messy, right? The strings on the shells coming off or the shell not breaking right or the shell breaking right. And there's like a small little dot of a peanut inside. The shell was for all intents purposes hollow. Well, I started to just eat the entire shell and peanuts inside. Is that wrong? If it was, if it is, or was, I don't know if it is, that's, I'm telling you right now, that's how I eat them now. I mean, you, if I'm, if I'm around people and I'm trying to be socially, uh, conform to the social norms, I will crack said peanut and remove the nuts and throw them in my mouth. I know how that sounds. Okay. But I would, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. 
But if you ever, if I'm, you know, I am comfortable around you if I eat peanuts in their shower. All right. So that, I, and I only did that because I didn't want to crack anymore. I didn't want to crack any more nuts. All right. I wanted just to eat them, threw them in my mouth, shell and all, ate them. Okay. Grapefruit. Oh my God. I love grapefruit. They are a pain in the buttocks to eat. It takes too much work for the amount of volume you get out of it. So you got to take the grapefruits and I love them. Don't get me wrong. I love them. You got to cut them in half. This is how I eat them anyway. Other people might have their own unique way of eating them. And God bless you. All right. God bless you and your awesome ways of eating grapefruit. But this is how I eat them. I slice it in half and then I take the knife and I, in a circular motion around the grapefruit, I cut the, I don't even know what they are, the vines. Because when you cut it in half, you see the fruit of the grapefruit in triangle forms. And I cut the, what is it, the the circular side of the triangle. Those of you who have never eaten a grapefruit, you don't know what the heck I'm talking about. But those of you who haven't have sliced it in half, there's like a pointy end and then a wide end. It's like a triangle. I'm talking about the side opposite of the pointy end. When did this become grapefruit cast? Anyway, I cut the, the circular parts around the entire grapefruit to free them from the skin or the vines or whatever. And then I take the grapefruit spoon. That's right. They've created a spoon specifically for the grapefruit. It's just like a normal spoon, but at the tip of the spoon, it's jagged, right? And they, they have it jagged so that you can scrape out the grapefruit. You see how much work this is? But I love it. I love the grapefruit. So after I cut it, I take the grapefruit spoon and I scoop out the pieces of the grapefruit into a dish and then and then that, that, that's like that's that, it's really it's really tasty all right so i it, i have it in a bowl and there's juice already in you know accumulating in the bowl from the scooping out of the of the sweet nectar of the grapefruits but there's also seeds in the grapefruit and when they plop in the bowl uh, that i'm preparing for myself um i gotta scoop the seed out and when i scoop the seed out also comes also go also going with it is some of the grapefruit juice. So I'm losing the battle now. All right, so the seeds are are, are being picked out or whatever. You could leave them in there. You can leave them in there because some of them are really small. And if I consume one and it happens to grow a grapefruit tree in my stomach, I'll deal with those consequences later. All right, but for all intents purposes, the big seeds are out. All right, I got the fruit out. Then, then I take each half of the grapefruit and I squeeze it. Oh, I squeeze it good. And I squeeze the volume, the extract of the grapefruit juice into the bowl or glass. Because sometimes I just do it right into a glass. Uh, And here's why I do it in a glass. Um, Let's forget the bowl. Right. I'll be honest. I do a lot more in the glass nowadays, but I used to do it in a bowl, too. And I consumed it the same way, which you haven't quite heard quite yet, but I'll get to it. Um, I squeeze all the juice from each half of the grapefruits that I cut and I squeeze the juice into the glass or cup, whatever the whatever the frickin container is. And I squeeze it. So now I have this issue. The juice 
doesn't just go right into the cup. It, you know, it permeates, right? You know that word, permeate? It permeates around the peel of the grapefruit. And it goes all over my hands. Mis manos. So now they're sticky. Right? This story talked about nuts going into my mouth, and now I have sticky fingers. You take that where you want it to go. But now my hands are sticky, and they're all wet, right? And if I don't rinse them off right away, they get really sticky, right? And here's the kicker. One grapefruit fills up maybe an, out of like, a, we'll say, a, I don't know, we'll, what's an average? 16-ounce glass fills like maybe two ounces of the glass, okay? So, of course... I'm cutting open another grapefruit, and I go through the same tedious process again. All four, maybe, maybe five seconds of enjoyment of taking the glass of grapefruit and pouring it down my big mouth. Was it worth it? I don't know. To me, if I had a robot or even a monkey to do that for me, I would hire the monkey or I would create the robot to do that for me. But I don't. I just have I just have what you see here. Pomegranate. Here's the napkin so you can spit the pits out or the seeds out. Whatever I don't even know what they were. So I'm already thinking, okay. This is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be a lot of work. For what? For a fruit that I've never even tasted before. So immediately I'm like, I look at my brother. I'm like, have you had pomegranate? And you know what? I forgot his answer. I think he, I don't think he had. And if he did, I apologize. But let's just say for story's sake, he didn't. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try it. And I take... And here's the here's the cool part about the, this pomegranate story. The hard part of extracting the fruit was already done by my mother. So I didn't even see that part, or can I? I can't even discuss what happened uh, to get that process done because I just inherited the bowl of the fruit now. So I take the spoon and scoop up the pomegranate. And it smells good. I'm going to give it that. It smells really good. Put it in my mouth. Chewed it. Felt the pits. And it tasted very good. I'm not going to lie. It was darn good. I, for now, I'm going to say I love, I love me some pomegranate. Now, now, if they could just find a way to take this pomegranate and make it much more easier to consume... I'd be all for it. And I would be pro-pomegranate. But for now, I'm not going to eat another pomegranate unless it comes served to me in a bowl (laughs) and the pits removed. (laughs) Now, okay, everyone's like, oh, you're crazy. You're crazy for thinking that. No one's going to do that for you. Well, you know, you ever heard of the fruit watermelon? Which I cannot stand, by the way. I don't know what it is. Many people love watermelon. It, you know, usually during the summertime when it's hot out and the watermelon goes in the fridge. People, you know, do little circle. They have the little circle uh, scoopers to make little the little 
watermelon in the circle shapes or whatever. Comes right out of the fridge. Tastes nice and cold. Tons of water in the watermelon. So good, right? I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't know if it's the texture or the amount of water that just explodes in your mouth when you when you when you bite into it. Um, here's the part that gets me though. It, it's got seeds. So same flipping thing. You eat a watermelon and you got to spit the seeds out. Now that's attractive, right? Right? You right? No, I don't want to see that. Where do you spit them? Oh, they're outside. They're out. They're outdoors. Just spit them in the grass. No one's gonna see them. It's organic. That's the big thing, right? It's organic. This is organic. You're organic. Hey, put them up. Put them up. Sounds <laughs> like the cowardly lion here. <laughs> anyway, um, so they they have invented seedless watermelons. Now I ask you, how have seedless watermelons not not have not dominated? The watermelon industry. Why do I still see watermelons with seeds? If they have invented seedless watermelons, they should rule the watermelon world because all of that seed spitting, seed removing is gone. You can cut the watermelon. You can cut it in slices. You can scoop it out. I don't care what the heck you do with it, but you don't have to worry about the seeds. Because they've invented it. Science has progressed to have seedless watermelons. God bless scientists. All right? Or I don't know who invented it. Maybe, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's not important. It's not my job to ID these people. But they're there. So if they can invent that, take it down. Those pomegranates are much smaller than watermelons. Create seedless pomegranate. And I will have the time of my life. Because ice cubes, pomegranate, oh my god, it is so good. But here I am spitting, you know, or, you know, it's it's not just the pits either. There's like strings and, and I don't know, flesh of the pomegranate still attached to these things. Some spitting it out in a napkin, you know, so and trying to, and I took, I put another scoop in the bowl and I put it right back in my mouth. Oh, yummy, yum, yum, in my tum, tum, tum. And then I have to spit out the next thing. So now, now my napkin's getting wet and I don't, uh, when it's hot out and I'm sweating, I don't like being touched. All right. I don't know what it is, but that feeling I got when my napkin started feeling or being come, becoming saturated with the pomegranate flesh and, and juice or whatever the heck was in it. Um, uh, my flip, flipping saliva's in there now too. Um, it, it just started getting to me, but I kept eating it because it was oh so good but too much work. So, see those watermelons? Hey, scientists, if you can do that, can you please, can you please make your impact on the pomegranate world and where you failed, where you failed to bring the seedless watermelon to its empirical levels to dominate the world and forbid seed full watermelon to exist on this planet, you will succeed with pomegranate. You want to know why? Because you could buy pomegranate almost, I think, any time of the year. Looks not true. I don't care if it's true or not. I'm just saying it. You can get it more frequently. It's smaller, easier to harvest. My uncle can harvest it. If he can harvest it, it's got to be easier. I don't see him harvesting watermelon. 
So it's got to be easier, right? That makes sense. That's sound logic. You will succeed with seedless pomegranate. And for all I know, someone's out there saying, well, I don't have seedless pomegranate, you doof. Well, I'm sorry. You know what? This podcast ain't going to be around anymore, so you're not even going to be able to correct me. So screw you. (laughs) Hey, scientists, do your job. Create seedless pomegranate. It is so delightful. If you have not tried pomegranate, grab yourself a good towel. Have someone extract the pomegranate from you. That's a lot of work that I didn't have anything to do with or can't describe anyway, but I'm sure it was a lot of work. Take a spoonful, suck on it, devour the pomegranate goodness, and you will have a delightful experience. Hey, you know what? I um, I willingly, I willingly tipped two gentlemen recently. Now, for those of you that know me, maybe on a personal level, or if you've actually listened to a prior episode of the Icebox podcast on Inspired Creations HOM, you will have heard my stance on tipping. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I'm going to give you a reminder. Or if you're the first-time viewer, also last-time viewer, first-time listener, but also last-time listener because this podcast is now over because Inspired Creations went bankrupt and just said quits. They just quit. They're quitters, Inspired Creations H-O-M is. A bunch of jerks. I thought you were part of Inspired Creations H-O-M. God dang it. You're right. All right, fine. I quit. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Anyway, I'll remind you. I'll remind you my stance on tipping. I don't like it. I don't believe in it. Uh, why? Especially, you know, especially I'll go to. The, I'm not going to go on a tangent. Yeah, right. I'm not going to go on a tangent of this because, again, find the episode where I talk about tipping. You can you can hear it all or watch Reservoir Dogs. You'll see Mr. Pink go in depth of his reasoning. This is pretty much mine, right? You go to a restaurant, uh, let's say uh, Black Hawk Steakhouse. I don't know, name a place, and you you eat your meal and then you you pay for the meal, but then there's a little you got to tip them, right? You got to tip the waiter or waitress. Or whatever, and I why, why? Because they said, "Hi everyone, how's your food today?" Oh, that's great. Oh, you look marvelous, sir. Oh, aren't you a cute little lass? I don't know what waiters or waitresses say, because I'm not one. But what do you tip them for? Well, because they refill your drink. Hey, newsflash! It's their job. They're supposed. What you go there to have one drink, especially when they say free refills? No. refill it it's called your job person so please refill my beverage multiple times if i consume it well you tip them because they did a good job and they did it frequently no i don't i don't have to why it makes no sense i I don't believe whatever right again i'm not i told you and i'm not gonna lie on my last podcast here i'm not gonna lie so i'm not gonna go into intention but that basically says my stance on it right you don't tip people uh, at Wendy's, for they do the same thing. They fill your drink, they give you your food, and they screw your order up. But you don't tip them. They do the same goddamn thing. Well, that's why you tip them, because they don't screw your order up. Yes, they do. I've seen people say, oh, you know, this steak isn't rare enough or medium enough. I don't know. Take it back. and maybe, Or they take a few bites. Oh, this tastes, this tastes you know, rotten. It tastes like poop. And they say, take it back. You know what? So that's happened, and guess what? They still left the tip. 
All right, they still left a tip. Makes no sense. So, before I get angry, <laughs> I'm not going to get angry on my last podcast. I tipped willingly. Now, this was for something uh, not in the restaurant. It wasn't in a restaurant. It was, we had we had some new furniture brought into our house of them here. And there's two guys. I'll say two kids because they were younger than me. Oh, most people are. Shut up. And they did their job. So what made them deserve my tip? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Um, they, two gentlemen, brought in a recliner, a love seat, a couch, and a TV stand into my little house which is what, I don't know, 1,200 square feet? I don't know how big my house is. It's small. And with a door margin of like, I don't know, 30 inches. It's a stupid small door width area. Um, I don't know, 26 inches. Who, who knows? It's a small entrance way, okay? Just just deal with that. I don't, I'm not going to measure it. I'm not going to go upstairs and measure it for accuracy of this story. Just know that it's a small width of a door, which has always given us problems getting furniture in. Getting worked up. Um, <laughs> so they're moving all this furniture in. They moved it and and the 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 the, the, the love seat um, had a has a middle console in it. Wait, yeah, has a middle middle console in it that didn't that 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 was there and the two pre. Oh God, learn to tell a flipping story here. All right, so the the the, the love seat has a console middle console in it. And the two chairs of the love seat were still attached to the middle console. So they had to move that entire piece in here whole. Versus them being the separate pieces of the couch and the recliner in, which made it for a nice, easy fit. So I saw them bringing this up. I'm like, this is it. We ain't going to get this piece of furniture in because it's too wide. And the middle console is going to prohibit it from being maneuvered. Pivot! Pivot! Right? <laughs> that was a fun episode, right? That was a, that was a, we watched Friends. The entire series, uh, my house of M and I, and uh, they will. Yeah, I I've put it off. I put it off. Uh, I know some uh, wonderful people who love that series, um, and I was like, I never watched it. I never watched it. I seen parts of it, you know, and I thought it was, ah, it was funny. It was like, so we watched the whole series because uh, the bandit uh, really wanted to watch it, and she loves it. You know, she loves it. Um, I my favorite is still Chandler, and. Uh, great series uh there's one part that i will laugh at every single time and it's when it's when uh they're playing a game to win the apartment um joey and chandler against uh uh monica and uh rachel and uh ross was the was the game show host and there's a part that my daughter will play for me and just want me to watch it again so she i don't know so she can see me laugh because I do every time it happens. And it's when they have to guess, Joey and uh, Chandler have to guess um, Ross's dead grandmother's name. <laughs> and I'm not going to do the scene, but if you're a Friends fanatic or a fan and you know the scene, that's the part that makes me laugh. The whole part when Chandler is just, when Joey takes a shot and it ultimately ends with Ross, I'm sorry, Chandler uh, saying good shooting. I'm going with a thief. <laughs> what are you doing? 
I'm taking a shot. He's shooting with Althea. Althea is correct. They're shooting. <laughs> oh, God. It just gets me every single time. Great series. I recommend Friends. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll watch Friends now that you recommend it. Thanks a lot, buddy. Yeah, I know I know how that sounds. Anyway, um, so they're moving all this furniture in, and the two young lads, uh, they were bringing the council, and, you know, long story short here, they did it, and they got it stuck. I'm going to tell you that right now. They got it stuck, guess where? The middle council, where that couldn't be maneuvered, wasn't, you know, flexible. But they persevered. They got the job done. They got everything in. Nothing broke. Nothing scratched. They set up the TV stand with fireplace, which is, oh man, my the queen of the house of them has been wanting a fireplace. One of the not a real fireplace, but a fireplace, an electrical fireplace, I guess you call it, has been wanting one for like I don't know, seems forever. And I'm like, okay, well, how much is it? It was like dollars Well, I'm not getting it. I'll, you know, here, I'll draw you a fireplace or we'll throw a log in our outdoor, you know, campfire thing and there's your fireplace, right? I'm not going to drop that much money for this. But let me, let me tell you this, Ice Cubes. It is awesome. It, I mean, I could, I could take 40 bottles of wine and just drink it all in front of the fireplace. It's that good, all right? It's just the color and the warmth, right? The atmosphere, and I'm going to enjoy that atmosphere, especially this time of year. We're in the, it's December. It's the Christmas season, and I'm, oh, it's wonderful. But anyway, the two movers got all this stuff in, all right? While they brought this stuff in, guess what they did not do? They did not force me to have small talk. They said hi, or when I said something to them, they answered my question, or if they asked something for me, it was about the job. It was pertinent to the situation. They did. They came in, they, they drove the truck, they unloaded the truck, they threw their garbage away. They made everything clean, set everything up. Never once did they say, well, it's a nice house you got here. Uh, how long you guys been living in it? No, they didn't say anything. They just did their job, right? And I wasn't about to open my mouth and start any small talk. You know, I don't like talking at all. So for them to do all this hard work, because they had to take it from the truck, take it down the ramp, take it up the stairs, and walk it through our stupid... 10 inch wide door and for them to do all of that and not just say oh man god you need water or anything or you know uh couldn't you get a bigger door could we go around the back they just did their job they didn't they didn't like you know argue they didn't um i don't you know talk nasty or or grumble about their work they talked to each other um they helped each other out they didn't smell you know, that's another good thing, too. I didn't get to, I didn't see butt cracks while they were moving either. You know, they, they had pants that fit, right? Um, they didn't, they didn't, again, they didn't smell. They didn't, they weren't sweating, you know, then through their sweat, see hand sweat marks on the furniture or anything like that. No, they came in, they did their job. They did it well. 
didn't make me talk to them. They answered my questions if I had them. And it was wonderful. It was wonderful to know that in this world, there can still be people who come in to do their jobs, do it very well, and not engage in small talk. Huh? Does that make sense? sense? That's what I look into for a good worker, right? They left me alone. And if they did have some side remarks or comments about uh, the, 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 the fireplace and how cool it looked or the, the, the TV stand. Cause they did, they said when they brought that in, one of the works is like, where, where did you get this? I, I mean, they, uh, I want, I want this one. This is really cool. Guess who came in and took over the conversation. Yeah, that's right. The buffer, the queen of the house of M came in cause she knows I hates it. I hates the small talk. And if, if I were to answer that question, as good a work as I just said they did, if I was forced to answer, their, answer that question, I would not have liked it. I would have answered it probably truthfully, but I would try to end that conversation so quickly. I would have said, we bought it at Colders, um, this location, and go ahead and good luck to get it. And I would, I would, I, I would have been upset. That entire conversation, as brief as it was, I would have been upset because I had to engage in that small talk. So thank God for her. She came in, buffed the situation out, and she had, you know, smile. She, he smiled at her. She smiled at him. They had a good little, you know, back and forth conversation. Oh, I went to this. And well, good, good. Take that away from me. I don't want it. I don't need it. These guys. These young lads, they, they're, I don't even know their names because I didn't inquire. I didn't care to know their names. I just wanted them to do their job and they did it. Guess what that means, Ice Cubes? That means they are tip worthy. They are tip worthy in my little handbook of the icebox. And I tipped them. They did their job. They, they didn't bother me. All those other things, right? They didn't smell. They didn't sweat. I didn't see butts. They were completists they took care of the trash they left they left peacefully on to their next venture they got there on time they didn't diddy doddle or dolly diddle what do you say that i don't know you diddle doddle they didn't you know doddle <laughs> i don't know what i'm trying to say they, they did their job they did it effectively they did it efficiently they deserved a tip that's what I'll tip for. And I'll do it again if I have to. Okay, Ice Cubes, that's that's it. Uh, that is the last podcast of the Icebox that you will hear under the infamous banner of Inspired Creations HOM. Uh, it's almost it's almost 10 o'clock over here, PM, and I got to go say goodnight to my kids. My priorities are right. Uh, thank you. Thank you to those who are on the journey with us from beginning to end. And I swear to God, you know who you are. Thank you. Thank you for letting 
letting me come into your lives via this podcast, via uh, the artwork we did, the creations we've done, um, the the YouTube kind of, sorry if I said that already. <laughs> um, thank you very much. It, again, I cannot tell you how much it means to me. Um, I'll, I would be lying if I didn't say I wish I could do this again. Um, I, I really do. But uh, it's over. <laughs> For now, uh, it's over. Inspired Creations, HOM. Don't go looking for it. You'll see the remnants of its mark. Again, you'll see the social media page is still um, existing, but not necessarily active. Uh, and it ran its course. Thank you for, for being with us on, on this journey, which we learned so much from, so much from. And Charlie Huckle and I, we're going to be around. Uh, never say never. You just have to know where to look. COVID-19. I think that's what they call it. Eh, whatever. Not important. Uh, I'm kidding. It is important. Stay healthy out there. Sanitize your hands. Quit hoarding toilet paper. City of Chicago. And we got to actually do some uh, city walking tonight. A lot of city walking, but it was fun. And uh, it, was, it wasn't quite five hours, like Diggs kind of said, if anyone actually heard the guy from three miles away. The anime we want to talk about is what, Diggs? Um... JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Folks, this is my this is why I'm not an actor, but we'll see. See their morals, their code. It's a bad joke. Dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you. When the chips are down, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. End scene. Brilliantly done. That sounded just like you. But... <laughs> so for those who don't know, I'm an independent author, which means I do I publish I do everything. I I don't do I, I don't go through a traditional publisher. Um, I do all the self publishing. So I'm the one who puts the book up for sale, and I'm the one who does the marketing. And I I you know have someone do my covers. I don't or I do them myself. I don't you know it's all me. Boom King! Stupid And we got, the, we got the Boom King. Oh, this is already too loud. Okay, I'm talking right now, okay? <laughs> Boom King, are you there? You hear me? I wish I didn't. Ben Soria. Ben, Ben, Ben. Thank you very much for being a part of this, too. I appreciate um, the, the train movie. What was that called? Lucha Train? Train to Busan. Yeah, train to, oh <laughs> train, my God. Train, train to Busan. Um, I, I, I did see about that. I'm going to be watching that for sure with the lights off, and I probably won't get through the movie because I'll be scared. Pritchard is what you're looking for. Bruce Pritchard. Thank you. Thank you very much. He has his own podcast, too. Do you listen to it? No. All right. <laughs> 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 
But I think me as a parent, I'm having a very hard time with Diego missing out on so many opportunities that it was his last chance to do it. And again, we'll get over it. The whole world is going through it right now and we'll just have to deal with it as we can. I'm start crying. On my, on my heels, right, I'm going 91 Great Muda, 1989 Ric Flair, 1997 Antihero Stone Cold, 2004 Eddie Guerrero, and 1988 Macho Man. Yes. Here's the thing that I was angry about. For one of the past skins called the Skull Trooper, they had a OG version of it. Okay. But then for the crack shot, they didn't do anything. It's like the, the same exact skins. one. And, and in fact, all the Christmas skins didn't have any OG uh, versions of them, too. Um, I hope you have him back on so I can talk more about something I actually know. Because I, I only need really one thing. I will totally do it. You so. said you gotta uh, send me stuff that you might want to talk about, and we'll we'll talk we'll talk we'll have our own show. How about that? You gotcha. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Maybe the next time we'll see uh, your hair might be lilac. Half of it anyway. Not, not lilac. Not li- you said lilac. You said lilac. I will rewind was, this footage and find the point where you before. said lilac. It wasn't now. I changed my mind. What's it changed to then? I don't know. Well, I would have to say my favorite starter is probably Bulbasaur. Nice. I, I just think it's so cute. And I mean, it was my very first starter. Okay. Um, in not only blue, um, but also in uh, fire or no, um, leaf green. I, I, I'll admit it, I have FOMO, whatever. You have what? FOMO. FOMO? What's FOMO? You've never heard FOMO? I don't think so. Fear, fear of missing out. <laughs> fear of fear I missing know, out. I know YOLO, but I don't know no, FOMO. FOMO oh. is fear of missing out. Oh, okay. So I'm such such a nosy person that I got to know what's going on <laughs> all the time. You know, it's like... It's, and then, like, I complain about Facebook because I hate all the political stuff and whatever. And, okay. And, like, and, like wh- why am I getting into it then? I hate yes. it. Yes, yes. So that, that, that <laughs> irritates me. I don't know. I'll say, well, everything irritates me. But, um, so when I, I hear people. <laughs> you, you can get him for a, the, the, you, want, you can get that guy for the, 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 uh, What? The, How much can you get him for? <laughs> <laughs> the Crown Services. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Until next slime, may all your cakes be tasty. I am the most influential speaker from the House of M. Diggs, take us home, buddy. Until next slime, may all your cakes be tasty. That, that does it. Nice job. You got it. You got it. Everybody wants a happy ending, right? But it doesn't always roll that way. Maybe this time. I'm hoping if you play this back, it's in celebration. I hope families are reunited. I hope he get it back and something like a normal version of the planet has been restored if there ever was such a thing God, 
for better or worse, that's the reality Morgan's going to have to find a way to grow up in. And again, that's the hero gig. Part of the journey is the end. What am I even tripping for? Everything's going to work out exactly the way it's supposed to. I love you 3,000. So, until... <laughs> until next slime, may all your cakes be tasty. So that is it for this podcast, and we will see you in the next one. Bye.